Iris Garud, the first female jiu-jitsu trainer. During the early 1910s, she taught suffragettes how to defend themselves against the police, as well as how to use hatpins, articles of clothing, and clubs as weapons. Welcome to to which thirds point do I focus? Jump in. That that's now. That's exactly when you have to do it. Yeah. Okay. So there is no changes. There's everything uh, yeah. is just okay. as it used to be. I'm I'm, Rasm- and I'm Rasmus. Red. Shut up. And uh, I'm a pain in the ass apparently. Yeah. Uh, and a wizard. Yeah. Even <laughs> even more than usually. <laughs> oh, you're. There's no point in me introducing myself, is there? Because your listeners will know my voice by now, surely. Yeah, probably the three guys that are listening on a on a weekly basis uh, should know you. Both both so. of them listen to the waffle as well. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so wait, what happened? We had three, and now two are listening to you. <laughs> wait, what uh, happened to the third guy? The third guy clearly had better things to do. So uh, okay. <laughs> shorter <laughs> podcast uh, it is. How are you, Jimmy? Hmm. I'm good, mate. Yeah, very, very uh, busy with work, but enjoying life. So that's yeah, awesome. I see you stacked up uh, behind you. There is a pack of twenty uh, something beers, probably. The, no, twelve uh, sugar-free monster energy drinks to to see me oh, through okay. gym sessions and long long work days. Oh, okay, oh. interesting gym sessions. You do yeah. that every day? Well, no, a couple of times a week is usually about as, as often as I get in there. But um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're pumping iron or you're doing something else? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No no cardio at all. Okay. Just pick things up and put them down again. Okay. Cool. (laughs) That's nice. I should do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up heavy things, put them on the floor. Oh, I did on my balcony and I'm still recovering from it. There you go. Go on gym session. Pick up bags of rocks. Okay, Red. So tell us, how is the Zen Garden doing? Oh, it's it's fine, uh, but um, I was not really happy uh, about how the the gravel was was looking. So I decided to wash it. So I had to wash uh, hundred kilos of gravel on my balcony with no water on my balcony. So I had to carry buckets of water to fill up bigger bucket and wash all by hand, which was fun. Uh, but my, my back is still uh, insulting me. Um, and I then... Mean, it, I, it was your choice to do them one at a time. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all on me. Uh, and then, as I mentioned the other day, uh, as my wife and I uh, often have stupid ideas, we decided that the deck would look like crazy fun and good looking uh, as well, than just next to the Zen Garden. So now I have to buy uh, timber <laughs> and 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 build a deck on the balcony. <laughs> so okay, yeah. But other than that, it, it's almost done. So the, the deck uh, is still is still uh, at the sketch step, so to speak. Uh, I will be making it probably sometime next week. Uh, but everything else is ready. Just I just need to put all the things together uh, when the deck is, is done. So yeah, I, I, I like the idea, but again, a stupid idea. Don't do that, especially if you live on the third floor and have no elevator. But <laughs> but it should look 
nice in the end. So yeah, we are happy with the new take on the phrase of you know instead of when in Rome, it's like when in France, pretend like you're in Japan. Exactly. It's uh, just a little bit of uh, <laughs> of of the the Japan that we brought back in our mind, and we wanted to have it um, like on display, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good looking, and and we're gonna be able to do nothing in there. So just stares at stones and reflect about the meaning of life and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Gonna give your kid an existential crisis just before he turns 10. Yeah, probably. Prob- prob- and we As will force him to, to, to sit in a zen position and drink bitter tea and, and answer a crazy question like what's the sound of one hand clapping or whatever. So, so yeah. I mean, if if you have someone you don't like in front of you, it almost sounds like a punch. Uh, we can do that as well when you are meditating in the Zen <laughs> Japanese tradition and you are not uh, keeping your the the right posture. You can can hit people with a stick on the shoulder. So yeah, <laughs> just remind them that you are here to work and think and not just sleep. But anyway, well, it's 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 looking good for now. It, it it will be even better when I'm done with the the thing. I just need to kick my my butt to go to the hardware store and buy some some timber to make the thing. So yeah, yeah, happy with that. For nice. now. You'll make it work. Yeah. What about you, Bryce? I've been busy. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, trying to get all of the things done before Make a Camp and trying to make. Like make consistently good decisions, which somehow turns out to be difficult at times, <laughs> because yeah. I, I get distracted. I was like, "Oh, let me just do this thing for five minutes that takes me three hours or something." <laughs> What's the thing in question? Uh, I, I decided to make more stems for roses because I will need them before Christmas anyway. Yeah, um, but I shouldn't. I should have focused on finishing the knives. Do you need them before make a camp? No, no. That's that's where the sh- that, stupid decision uh, comes yeah. in. Yeah. Lots of other things I should be doing instead, but I had this idea of like, no, oh, this bottle of gas is almost finished. Let's just <laughs> let's finish use it. some of it. <laughs> yeah, let's just finish it. Turns out it was just about half. And I, <laughs> apparently you can do a lot of work on half half full tank of gas. Yeah, depending on the size of the tank, but yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's your unit yeah. of time. Is It's not in number of stems or number of hammer hits or where the hands on the clock are. It's just by mm-hmm. quantity of gas used or quantity of gas not there anymore yes and as i said uh not a good decision (laughs) (laughs) there's a good reason they don't measure clocks by gas bottles that burn off well that that seems to be the the standard way so you 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 stop eating when you've run out of food you stop working when you've run out of (laughs) consumables Is, is there I'm any... stop being awake when I run out of sleep or something? No. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Wakefulness, maybe? Yeah, one of those. The batteries yeah, run there out. Might, there might be a pattern. There might be a pattern in here somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. We are, we are, we, are we not already counting in Rasmus's uh, something in, yeah. in life? Yeah. So we can now no. No, <laughs> extend not. that. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> extend that to uh, bottles, um, tank bottles and plates of food I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I approve of this, this, you this don't, line of you, you don't have a say in it <laughs> I'm Just sorry my friend but... <laughs> oh fucking hell okay we should probably mention what? that Yan that is not here and and that uh, Jamie um, fake Yan by pure friendship um, oh. said yes to to be with us today that was almost too smooth 
that that's that's really that, that's as smooth as I, I can do it. I, I, yeah, smoother would be a crime. <laughs> it's as smooth as crunchy that. peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Sm- any smoother would be a crime. I think that could be a T-shirt. Uh, uh, okay, um, I write it down. <laughs> <laughs> or a sticker or something i don't know yeah we'll we'll put that on something for sure <laughs> but yeah raz you had an idea for a topic so well yeah it, it was sort of this moment of reflection and realizing how fucking I mean, weird all of my friends no no the mirror broke a long time ago <laughs> uh I, honestly like one of the reflections of realizing that all of my friends are fucking weird Mm-hmm. And I like I like the weirdness, but sort of realizing that how how this this did this happen, and realizing that no, I mean, like attracts like, and if all of your friends are weird, then probably you are weird too. That's something that Andy would disagree too. Mm-hmm. Okay, you yeah. said like uh, uh, we're not like, talking about magnets. We're talking about people. Okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. So which Andy? Because you know the, the gravitational pull towards weird, you know, could yeah, be that, yeah. could be either of the two prolific Andys. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's true as well. Yeah. Oh, is that what you call the bi Andy problem? <laughs> Pretty certain they're both straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Red, so you you were onto you, something. You, no, yeah, uh, uh, I want to know more about the the idea of the topic because it's a, it, I think it's a good one. But what what's your take on it? You, you were reflecting on on friendship or your friendship specifically? No, it, well, yes to all of the above. Okay. Um, I think mostly it was it just comes from the realization, as I said, of just realizing that most of the people I hang out with are weird in one way or another, mm-hmm. and a lot, but like. When I try to interact with normal people, uh-huh. they just seem bland and boring. Define normal. Uh, I mean, that Non-friends. okay. That's a good one because the e- well, yeah, but that depends on how you how you define all of that. Because in the maker community, all of us are a special kind of weird because we make things and we mm-hmm. enjoy making things for the process of making them. Generally speaking, yeah. yeah. But then you have people who don't, but. The, the same goes for a lot of other things. Like, I think just most of the people I end up having friends with have a clear passion about something. That's a good mm-hmm. metric to use and a drive. So it's not. So it's not the weirdness. The weirdness is a symptom almost. That it's sounds unbrand. weird, but yes, <laughs> it's unbrand. I, I'm sticking to that one. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you in uh, uh, on the fact that um, all my friends are kind of weird. And and especially on the fact that they all have a passion, and mm. that's probably the, yeah a good metric as as Jimmy said um, on the matter because um, normal people for me when I try and um, to and define normal people is like my idea of normal people is um, average. That that's probably the the sociological definition of normal is average so if you if you delete the the top and the bottom of something you end up with a average number of whatever and that's how you define normality 
So when, when people are passionate about something, it can be making, can be movies, music, some kind of sport or mm. food or whatever. Um, they are driven by the this passion in order to not only make their life better, but also, also gather people around the passion that they have and, and it also improves their life. Um, and they they kind of shine this pa passion and makes other which makes other people's lives better if that makes sense well, i think that there's a sort of element to um you know the, the the phrase of never be the smartest person in the room mm -hmm. you know that you, you're always you're always shooting for learning something from someone in your peer group mm -hmm. and I, I think that that's so true of the makers that we collect people who are passionate in things that either we are passionate in ourselves so we can learn from them or mm -hmm. things that we've not yet discovered an interest in for the same reason you know it's it's the yeah. people either side of the bell curve one way or the other and i think that's that's very much a, like you say a symptom of being weird or being in the maker community or being in our kind of group of friends you know, extended as it were, you know, because you can go to someone that you've never met in one of these events where we all collectively kind of group together. And, you know, you might get a, a group of introverted makers all stood around in a group together that would normally mm. be off on their own. And yeah. It, it's very easy to just kind of wander up to people that are your brand of weird. Because you know you're safe with them, probably. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that that's that's something I wanted to ask uh, both of you. How do you define friend or friendship? Because in I'm just gonna explain very quickly. In in French, you have two words. You have the word copain, which is a mate, some, some someone you like, and you can, you can spend time with. But it is not the person, or she is not the person you're gonna go to when you have a problem in life, or you want to have a serious conversation, or or you are you are in trouble, mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you have the word ami, which is friend, and and those are the people you can count on when you have when you have a real problem in life or you're feeling down and to me there is a big big distinctions distinction between those two kind of people there is, there is this uh quote from a friend that i really like which is um don't forget i'm the kind of guy that you can call at 3am because you want to bury a corpse in the mm. garden but if one day you turned against me Remember that I'm the kind of guy you can call at 3 a.m. because you have a corpse <laughs> to bury in a garden. Yeah. Which, which for me sums up friendship somehow. It's it, probably a bit weird, but um, if you are really in pain, in trouble or whatever, a friend is the person that you can call to get... Uh, get comforted in the idea that you are doing something right mm. just to or, or to have a here that will listen to your trouble your issue or whatever you have to say at that time will also help you without asking anything in return um, 
and and a, a mate a, a copain is is not uh, any of those things so do do you have this distinction personally or in your country in your vocabulary or whatever yeah i think i think in english you would go for acquaintance or friend to sort of distinguish between the two but i don't know how often you would actually call someone an acquaintance or define someone as that i think that's the thing is i i think it's much more diverse than just a black and white these are the two things so i think there's yeah yeah such a such a spectrum of 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 everything involved in you know in friendship you know it's, it's a it's an entire relationship dynamic that is built up with multiple different levels i think that there are people i would consider very close friends who i might not speak and interact with as much as someone i share a common interest with mm-hmm. you know someone i could uh, could ring at three o'clock in the morning to bury a body or someone i could ring to help me out with something and they might be two different things but i i think i think it's much more of a wide spectrum than just two definitions yeah yeah f- for course. sure and in french you have many other words to Uh, qualify people that you know w- within those levels like mm. acquaintance seems so far away from me it's just someone that you it's know like very you know surface level isn't it yeah i yeah. mean it's it's i mean you know their name yeah you know their names and probably where they live and that's it and you say hello when you when you see them and there is nothing further than that mm. uh, but a friend is someone that knows when you're happy when you're sad when when you need them Uh, or don't need them and it will so yeah I've, I've, I've probably an issue with, with that kind of thing um, what you were saying Jamie about um, someone that I, I can not see for many months or years and when you meet them again uh, it's like the first day or whatever you're still feeling mm. very close to them uh, if I remember okay. correctly th- can, can, I, can I shoot in with something yeah uh, I think I mean, just on the basis of every single person is unique. Every single friendship mm-hmm. or relationship between two people would be unique. That's a good point. So all of the words you would use to describe their relationship mm-hmm. is for other people. You don't need to describe between you two how that relationship is because ideally yeah. you both know. Mm. So when you call someone acquaintance, that's the quick and easy way of saying he is in vaguely this kind of box or this is a best friend yeah. and she's in this kind of box yeah, yeah. that's a very solid point but like I have best friends that I definitely can call up at 3am and I have best friends I know they would be pointless of trying to call up at 3am mm. but the friendship itself is equally valuable they're just different why would it be pointless for you to call them at 3am because you know that they will not answer either because I know they turn off their phone Yeah, but th- that's not the like, point. Absolutely complete. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, either it's just on that surface level, like getting a hold of them is difficult. Just full statement. That's difficult. It's difficult okay. to just suddenly get a hold of them. Another thing is the problem, these kind of problems require someone who is this kind of person. Okay. Who okay, are okay. able to deal with these kind of things. Yeah. Like not all of your friends are people you would call up to bury a body if you have to. Mm. Uh, no, because most of my friends live abroad. Uh, not not in the country, <laughs> so it would be a, a long uh, drive yeah. for them. But this is the thing, though, isn't it? Is uh, you know, you, you two both, um, you know, obviously the discussion last week about uh, you know, kind of 
work for friends or work for people in your circle. Um, that was two you know, weeks ago, Jimmy. Oh, two weeks ago. It was, it was, Keep up, please. <laughs> it was this week on my podcast app. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that the whole kind of, uh, if it's your business, it's, mm -hmm. It's a different kind of thing, you know, and the friends, friends supporting you. You know, a lot of yeah. my, a lot of my life, a lot over the last kind of 20 odd years, uh, I've, I've been a sort of service for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I ran an IT consultancy for a long time. So I, I provided that work for people. Yeah. People that I consider friends, people that I would put into an acquaintance box or a business colleague or associate box or X, Y, or Z other. So I've, I've been, I've been a person who's professionally done services for friends and who has just out of friendship done services for friends or just as a person they know who can do it. Mm. So I've been in all of those boxes for multiple people. So I think it's very, very difficult to reconcile that from that other side you know i i might consider someone a friend and do them a favor or i might consider them someone who might pay for my services and still do them a favor mm. I, i don't think they kind of um define the friendship and i, I think as brad said it's it's something you might use to just describe a relationship to someone else yeah i think it's, it's such a nebulous concept that It's a very difficult thing to, to just kind of say, this is where this boundary sits for this person. Because like you say, you know, there are people that um, you might not be able to get hold of them at three o'clock in the morning, but you know you could rely on them for a specific thing. And I think it's the, the knowledge of that person more than a specific act you could call on them for or things like that. I fully agree with what you said, but personally, I've always been... Um, reluctant to contact friends in order to get something from them, and and I've done that in the past. Um, recently, with you, Jimmy, when I ask you, um, I, I have something to create. Uh, I have a 3D model that I need to create. I don't know how to do it. Could you please uh, explain or refresh my memory about the Fusion 360 and, mm -hmm. and just help me build the damn thing because I need it. <laughs> and, and you've always been there for me and you've always replied to my request very kindly, very patiently and, and when you had the time. And I really, really appreciate that. But that's something I have to, and that's just an example obviously, but mm -hmm. that's something that I really have to fight myself in order to do because I don't want to be the friend that asks for stuff to friends. I just want to be there for my friend and and them to be there for me when I'm down or when I'm happy and just spend a good time with them and, and have a laugh and, and just not ask for stuff. As the person of subject in that particular situation, to have an evening where we work on something together and chat and have a laugh and get another friend in on it to help and things mm. like that. That wasn't me providing you a service. That was me getting to hang out with my friend. Was, yeah. That, and I, I tried to see it that way as it was for you. That yeah. Can, and can I, can I fill in something there? Why do you want to help other people, Red? That's a fucking good question. 
um, I've, I've tried to, you mentioned that a few, a few weeks ago in the podcast, I, I believe. And I tried to think a little bit about that. Why m my personality is to, um, tends to be help people. Um, and I think that selfishly, it makes me feel good to know that I've been so, uh, of some use to someone to improve the, their life in a mm -hmm. very broad sense, but like in a specific situation, even for five minutes. Yeah. So uh, that, and, I mean, th that's exactly my point. Uh, no matter how selfless we are, mm. generally speaking, we help other people because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Mm. If nothing else, yeah. it is because we then feel like we're closer to the person we dream of becoming. Absolutely, yeah. But when you then suddenly say, I don't want to ask for help from help, ask for help from anyone else, mm. you are suddenly removing other people's opportunity of proving they are your friend. Uh, and making yeah. them feel good about themselves for helping you. Yeah, but there is two reasons for that. The first one is because I'm fucking stupid. And the second one... Agreed. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's a true friend talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but the, 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 the main reason is that I don't want to be a burden for anyone. And mm. somewhere in the back of my mind, and that's probably because of my childhood or my, I don't know, ADHD or CDs or whatever mind trouble that I'm, I might have or must have or definitely have. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't want to burden those people because I don't want them to spend time on me. I'm not, it's very hard for me to accept a gift and a friendship. If I, even if I don't see that as, as a gift, but it, it kind of is, but I have a very specific point of view about that. I, I will talk about it maybe later. Um, asking them for skills, for time, for attention is a kind, is some kind of gift. I'm re removing you from your life, from the time you could spend with your family, with other people, just resting, playing video game, having a beautiful lunch with friends, because I want you to take care of me in any kind of way, even if it's like because I'm in trouble or because I need some skills or knowledge that you have. To me, it's a burden that I put on other people and I don't want to do that. Well, Plus, in, in that so, case, there... And, Just, just, just a, a, a little idea to finish the, the the train of thought. It's also maybe probably because I want to be able to do all the things by myself, and that's mm -hmm. why I say I say that I'm stupid because it, there is no. Um, it, maybe it's a form of pride uh, somehow to just be able to. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did that myself. All of it is me. I didn't have the um, the help of anyone. Although, and today I, I also did that, I helped my dad fixing his car and he was happy that I was helping him. I was happy to be able to help him. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the car was fixed and it was a victory for both of us. So they, I, I know it's stupid to mm, refrain myself from asking help from other people. Uh, and, and again, it's probably because of pride and, and I'm working on that, but yeah, Jimmy, sorry. Well, I yeah, interrupted. I have a, a, a question and then a situation for this. Yeah. Um, my question would be in, you know, the, the, the situation where 
one of us, for instance, one of your one of your friends who you are more than happy to chat to whenever you've got time to. Mm-hmm. If one of us was doing something like a leatherwork project, for instance, mm-hmm. and we were going to spend a hundred of our currency in uh, leather, and we the answer is yes, and we questioned whether or not we should get in touch with you. <laughs> yeah, the the answer is yes. Yes, of course you should. Yeah, but if if we got to the end of that day, we finished that project and we cut something up, mm-hmm. and we ruined that. 100 pound 100 dollars 100 euros worth of leather or 100 whatever shiny rocks Ross uses um if coal i deal in coal <laughs> yeah. you should know this by now 100 lumps of coal um but if we got to the end of that project and went i've done this it, it kind of works but i probably should have rang you and asked you mm-hmm. you would call us an idiot because you'd yeah, have gone probably. why didn't you ask us uh, probably, yeah, if you said that at the end uh, of your project, you would say, oh, I ruined it, I'm stupid, I should have called you. I would say, yes, you you were dumb at that time, you should have called me. But if at the end of the project, yeah, I fucked up, but I learned a lot, I did it alone, and I'm happy with the result, I would be, that's great. You don't need so me. what if one of us said, I was going to call you, but I didn't want to be a burden? Yeah, you're stupid. That's why I said I was, because I I, I know I should, probably. (laughs) But here's the reason why. Um, I've lost friendship over that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, um, even though I was not uh, calling my friends on a regular basis, but when I did, I felt that I was um, not wanted at that time. Probably mm. because those guys were were going through difficult period of time and just wanted to let them know, I'm here if you want to talk, if you need help. I've been through exactly what you are going through at the moment. I know how to get out of it. I know the solution. I'm here to help, but they didn't want my help. Maybe probably for the same reason that they wanted to to get out of it alone, all by themselves, mm. to gain that victory over life, which is fair and which is great, admirable and, and wonderful. But feeling rejected at that time taught me that, yeah, that's probably not that that's not something I want to do with the people I care for, uh, and it's my friend, the people that I I love. And I jokingly said uh, many times that I am a dog, but that's that's how I saw friendship uh, mm. back in my days. Say so I'm a dog. Whatever you do to me, if you're my friend, if I love you, uh, that's fine. It sucks that you're an awful person to me. That I, you reject me. You're you're stabbing mm. me in the back. But I'm your friend, so I, I will I will deal with it and we'll stay friend. That's not how I see things anymore. And that's how also why the what they mentioned in in fools with tools, long time ago. Like the friendship is either uh, acorn or an orchid. Mm. For me, it's definitely an acorn. Um, I understand the concept. Oak, you mean they, they, an oak or an orchid? They, uh, yeah, probably they said acorn. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly, but whatever. Something that yeah, you yeah. you Acorn's have to. Acorn's just an oak in potential, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, something. I, I guess that's another part of the metaphor. But okay, yeah. Something yeah. that you really have to care for every day, and um, what's the word? Uh, um, Nurture it, isn't it? Yeah, 
all mm. the the other kind that that will flourish without you doing anything but just wait and time will make it grow and make it stronger to me friendship is um something that you have to to take care of on a, on a regular basis i can't feel very close to you if i never see you we never call each other we never do something for each other and just like yeah he's my friend i've not seen him in 15 years but yeah that's my best friend no it, it just it's not simple it, it can't be that for me and i have a friend living in japan uh, we known each other since oh damn uh, for 27 years now mm-hmm. but that's too long that's very long that's twice your <laughs> your life uh, but yeah anyway um <laughs> um we haven't called each other in seven years now I know that the day we will meet again, it will be just like in the past. We will laugh and and hug each other and uh, go for a drink, for dinner, whatever. But um, I can't um, stop myself of thinking that it would life would be better if we were in each other's life more frequently. Mm-hmm. Life would be better that way because now I miss him. I don't know if he miss me, but not being in touch is like fuck life is short so if we have people that we love to the point that we call them friend we should spend time together we should get news from each other we should hang out more we should mm-hmm. call each other more even if nothing is great in life at the moment and that's the basis of the idea texting tuesday that i'm trying to mm-hmm. just relaunch mm-hmm. a little bit but when you know people just just call them just take news same thing with your parents. If you are lucky enough to have your parents and get along with your parents, fucking go see them, call them. Uh, if they are assholes, yeah, forget them. But if you are still like a family, uh, you're not gonna have them for for many many years um, mm. in the future. So just it's, try it's to. It's all the benign them. bits of news and updates and oh, I did this today. I stuck yeah. my toe today and it, that's you know with with parents or friendships or or any type of relationship just those those little random check-ins are so important you know i don't want to yeah. to meet a friend and say so what happened in your life for the past this past three years mm. i mean if you are asking the question if you are like if you need to know what happened uh, during the past year and i have a friend like that we only mm. see each other when it's uh, a celebration like his uh, I'm his son is my uh, what's the word I'm his godfather so <laughs> yeah godson godson uh, we see each other once a year for any kind of celebration um, a wedding or whatever happened in his kid's life uh, he's a bit young to be uh, married but yeah you get the idea uh, it sucks because it's like oh what happened to you this year it sucks. Oh, I bought a house. I got a new baby and my life is turning to shit. Why don't you call me? Why don't you tell me like at least once a month or once every two months, why don't we spend one hour chatting on a phone? And now more than ever, when we have internet, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, we can be in touch more than any time in the history of humankind. Mm-hmm. But yet we don't do it. That's that's fucking weird to me. That's that's something that it's such a waste of not only potential 
when we have the technology, but the potential of making our lives better because we we are in touch with each other. And just we, to finish we've myself, we've all expanded our bubble, though, haven't we? We've all got more yeah. friends, more people in our circles. Not, I, I'm, I don't agree with that, Jamie. I'm not sure I'm, that's the case. It, it really depends on two things: uh, the age and and how you see friendship. For me, when I was a kid, I had way more friends than I have now. But you're correct on the fact that the bubble expanded to the point that my friends are now scattered all over the world. Mm. Within this maker community, I know people from England, Germany, um, even Norway. So we <laughs> don't sound so shocked. <laughs> uh, no, but you get the idea. I I, yeah. I, I yeah. used to only know people from my hometown because mm. I was a kid going to school and my friends were from my school because that's your world at the time. Now the world is so accessible to anyone that we can have friends anywhere. And that's great. But as uh, one people that we, someone that we know uh, mentioned, um, watching your kid will teach you a lot about friendship. Mm. Like my son going to school, um, well, he's nine, almost 10 now. So it changed a little bit. Now you have your friend with people with the same interest. It's, it's like, it, it looks a lot like uh, adults friendship, but like when he was four or five going to the park, hey, you wanna play with me? Yeah, you wanna play with me? Yeah, can we be friends? And mm. they, they spend their whole afternoon together and they, they play and there is no, there is nothing other, um, nothing else in the world other than that moment playing together. Nothing else matter. It doesn't matter what your name is. I asked my, my son so many times, what's the name of the kid you were playing with this afternoon? Yeah, I don't know because they don't care. They just care about the, the behavior and the good time that they're having together. And now it's getting so difficult to meet new people and to create that friendship if you don't have a common passion, as you were saying, Raz. I, I would be the difficult one and say that it's never been easier to make new friends. I, I completely agree. My, I would say my, my circle of friends has got so much bigger now mm than it ever has been for me but yet it's Same. not easy it's never been easier but it's still no, not easy every everything requires work mm. every single yeah. fucking thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that you want to have in your life requires work yeah the whole orchid and oak metaphor some friendship requires a lot of work and a lot of care very often yeah and some friendships just requires a little bit of work every now and again yeah. just to sort of stay current in each other's lives like you say mm. And the friend in Japan that you haven't spoken to in seven years. I mean, at this point, you have both grown apart for seven years. Yeah. So are you even the same people anymore? No, ab and, absolutely not. And do you have the same basis for a rela relationship? Maybe. But you need to meet up again and talk again to see yeah. how close are you together. And are your past just parallel, but mm. sort of obscured from each other? Yeah. Or have you diverged? That's one point that I, I also wanted to talk to you guys and have your, your take on it. Say, the, the, how do you make new friends is one thing. And Hello. Yeah, but, but that's the short answer. Do you have food? 
<laughs> that's a better one. So, oh, so Rasmus is actually ultimate, a squirrel. <laughs> that's the ultimate test for Rasmus. Do you have food? Can you give it to me? If the answer is yes, we can be friends. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea how often that has worked. <laughs> I'm sure it has. Um, and the, the other one is how do you lose a friendship? Because sometimes it happens, right? And and uh, sure, it's it's a sad thing, but how do you recognize the moment that a friendship is lost, and how do you get over it? How do you move on from that, if it already happened to you? I think it's a point of understanding the expectations for both yourself and the relationship with that person, yeah, and understanding theirs as well. Uh, you know, communication, like with any relationship in life, whether it's work colleagues, friends, partners, whatever in between, mm. it's all communication. You know, if, if yeah. you can set boundaries, communicate those boundaries and work on them together, there's no real reason for it to end until you, one or both of you decide to step away. You know, I've, I've lost friendships in the last couple of years where, you know, th those boundaries have been reached and mm. we've stepped away from each other for one reason or another, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's painful, it's difficult, but sometimes mm. it's a point where you can step away and begin the healing process, you know. Yeah. We all grow as people daily. Sometimes we grow together and sometimes we grow further apart. It's recognizing that and understanding the expectation as well, I think. Yeah, it can be a good thing to lose a friendship when the friendship yeah. gets toxic to you or, or, or brings some negative stuff. Something is bothering me, though, is the word expectation. Um, and, and you're using it uh, rightfully and, and, and it's on point. But I don't like to associate friendship with expectation. Um, let me tell you a really quick story. When we were in Japan, my, my wife... Uh, got a friend, made a friend. From her perspective, it was she was a friend, Japanese girl. Uh, they were hanging out uh, all the time and doing shopping and going for a, a drink at Starbucks and whatever. They were having a good time. And one day, that girl, Japanese girl, asked my wife, "What do you want? What do you want from me? What what do you what what are you expecting?" Mm -hmm. And and my my wife was was done because she I don't expect anything from you I don't want anything from you I want to be your friend that's it when you start to have expectation about a friendship you start to create not only boundaries boundaries are a good thing when mm -hmm. friends are stepping over the line because they they are talking shit or they are doing something that is out of your uh, the, the spectrum of your values obviously you have to do something about it but um having expectation is like putting rules or or condi condition mm -hmm. um on upon this friendship and that's not something i i I, I like, I don't like the idea. See, when I'm offering my friendship, it's like, I, ask, I, I don't expect anything from you. I just, the, the, you probably heard of Jean-Jacques Rousseau, mm -hmm. a French writer back in the days, long time ago, philosopher and dead now, that said that um, f friendship is a social contract. Uh, like many other things in society, it's a contract. 
I provide something to you and you provide something to me. It's an exchange of stuff. It can be just good time, it can be services, it can be knowledge, skills, money even, uh, because you can rent friends in Japan, if you don't know, now you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I am not surprised. No, yeah, but of course not. It's a Japanese, Japan is way ahead of yeah. every other civilization. It's about the, one of the only things you can rent in Japan that isn't actually in a vending machine. Uh, you pro- can probably buy the ticket for a friendship uh, out of a <laughs> vending machine, probably. Uh, there's, someone must have thought about that already. If not, there is a market to take, Jamie. <laughs> you, <laughs> you need to take her to work on it. Um, wow, okay. No, but the idea of I'm friend with you because I expect something from you bothers me even though it's the truth because when you are friend you expect people to accept you as you are not mm-hmm. try to change you you expect them to spend time with you and make this time as enjoyable as possible you expect them to help you if the friendship goes to another level to help you if you ask them for help that's what uh, creates this bond that we we call friendship and so it's it's mutually beneficial for both parties in that case of friendship right that's the if ultimate it stops goal to be, it's a mutually beneficial relationship mm-hmm. yeah if it stops to be mutual uh, if it stops to be mutually beneficial, it's not a friendship anymore. You're being used by someone for their benefit. And, and even though is, you can see it as friendship, they don't. This is where I, I think it's important to define like boundaries and expectations because uh, as someone who is the, the, the service contract for, for most people, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of friendships that are very one-sided in that case. There are things mm-hmm. that I can do that they can't. So yeah. I often help them out. But there are things, not as many things that they can do that I need help with. Um, a friend of mine, I, we've been friends for uh, 20 years now. Um, met him in college and he has his life. I have my life. we stayed in touch once or Mm -hmm. twice a year and the relationship as it stands goes that i get a message out the blue from him once or twice a year that is basically Mm -hmm. uh it starts with a compliment and then it is straight into a question uh -hmm. you know it's it's the it's the whole you know um here's my name you killed my father you know that kind of thing it it is (laughs) it is very much a case of he'll call me something like sexy bastard and then he'll say, here's the problem I'm having. Mm-hmm. I will give him the information or fix the problem with him or talk him through it or whatever. And then we'll have an hour catch up. And yeah. that is once or twice a year. And that's that's the boundary that we've set. It's mm-hmm. a friendship that I am perfectly comfortable having. Mm-hmm. And that works for us. Uh, there's nothing he can help me with in life. Yeah. And by anyone else's viewpoint, that would be an extremely one-sided friendship. We give each other an update about our lives, but that's a boundary that I've set as, you know, I, I understand that there isn't you can, anything else that you can offer me. I don't mm-hmm. need to have a check-in and see how each other's lives are. We don't need to hang out. We live 150 miles apart. 
that is just the social contract that we have together is, mm. I know a couple of times of the of year, I'll get a message from him, I'll help him out, we'll have a catch up and that'll be that. There's no expectation okay, for anything just, further. Question about that though. Is that sort of a contract, quote unquote, that has been verbalized? No, it's or just is that something more that, just I, that just how it happened. At, at any point in the last twenty years, mm. I could have said to him, "Dude, that's enough. Sort your own shit out." Because yeah. that's yeah, no, no, I, I don't, I don't mean that part. I, I mean the current relationship you have. Yeah, has that? Did you have a conversation about the, what did this is, and this is the way it's, you're both comfortable with ha- doing it, or is it? Did it just grow to this? Natural? It just, it just grew to exactly that. There's. Mm. We in the early days we used to hang out through mutual friends in in friend groups, you know, um, but it, it just kind of naturally got to this point where he knows that when he does need my help, he can ask for it, and I will give that help. I know that he fully appreciates that help, and he doesn't take the piss. He mm-hmm. reaches out when he needs that help, and we have a conversation, and that's that. You know, it's not him going every week. Can you help me with this new thing? Can you can you do my life for me? It's it's that understanding that I can usually help him out, and I'm happy to do so. And that that's something I see quite often. But I, I, um, in this case, though, I guess you kind of feel that your payment in return for this is to actually learn more about him and how he's been growing and changing and what's up in his life. No, it's the understanding that I'm appreciated for what I do. He, oh, he okay. doesn't, okay. He doesn't yeah. come to me and say, dude, I want a freebie. Can you do this for me? He comes to me with a, I understand you're busy, but here is a situation where I know you're skilled in. I know you can answer this question. So I'm just going to straight up say, dude, I'm here. Hello. Yeah. Here's my question. If you've got time to answer it, great, fantastic. And then we'll have a catch up. It's it's the understanding okay, okay. that I have a life, that he has a life, and that he appreciates me being tangentially approachable in his. And I, I think that's something that you touched on earlier, Red, with you know the 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 not feeling appreciated, not feeling wanted or needed or respected or loved. And I think that's the difference. Is you know I, I'm I'm known in the maker community as that kind of roadie, that kind of person who either knows people or knows the thing or can do the thing or, you know, yep. that's just who I am. And I, I can set that boundary and say, no, if someone asks something of me that I'm not comfortable with, whether that's a friend or someone I've just met or a, a friend of a friend who approaches me via the community or whatever. That was my next question because the the story you told like uh, about your friend is very similar to the one that I have with the guy that I know and see only once a year for celebration and stuff. But as Raz said uh, uh, very on point earlier in the podcast, uh, it's because we have a past together. Would that still work for you if we you don't have a past with those people? If that friend that calls you, oh. Mm-hmm. Hello, sexy wizard. I have an issue. Uh, can you do that for me? Would you answer that if that person um, was not a friend that you know or you've known for the past twenty years? Yeah. So the, the, again, this this happens to me fairly regularly. You know, whether it's you know uh, someone coming to to me through another friend. Uh, you know, I think we've, we've all seen that happen in various groups of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
does anyone know someone and I get tagged in it? You know, people I've, I've never interacted with, people I just happen to be in a certain WhatsApp group or Facebook group or, or something, and someone says, Jamie's the person to speak to. And is that a good basis to build a, be a be friend, new friendship upon? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had uh, other experiences that, that go more negatively where I've had people who I considered friends who were uh, people I'd worked with, we'd had friendships, we'd hung out, we'd done things together, we'd uh, communicated often, much in the same way that we all do. And they'd ask something of me and I said, yes, come on. You know, much like Razi's um, discussion a couple of weeks ago of like, If you're going to ask something of me as a freebie, come along. You know, if you're going to have a few hours worth of my time and my knowledge and expertise, mm. if it gets to lunchtime, we're going out for lunch. You can grab lunch. It's that kind of. Uh, mm. I'm not asking for payment, but if we're if we're in, you, you put me up as very as a food based economist <laughs> guy. Now. But no, I mean, it, yes. I guess that is true. <laughs> like, I, I had this discussion with a with a, a mutual friend of the you know the, the, like me and this other person had, had had this interaction, and a mutual friend of the you know between the three of us, um, I'd kind of done a bit of a sanity check on the situation, and their first response before I'd even suggested it was, "Did they buy your sandwich?" You know, we'd gone out to Subway at lunch, mm. and they. They didn't even offer to buy the sandwich, but they did expect from me that I would give them four hours of my time and my expertise to fix a problem that they'd created on their system. So it was very much a transactional thing of they wanted something from me. And at that point, I, I, I've kind of now set that boundary of uh, every so often they do exactly that. They will go, dude, I've not spoken to you for six months, but I've got this problem. Can you fix it? For At me? least buy Jamie a sandwich if you need his skills. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? It's it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, I need yeah, to be yeah, yeah. you know sure. warm and comfortable and fed and sleep and watered and you know that kind of thing. If just like Raz, exactly same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, Jamie, like being that roadie character, have you often felt like you've been taken advantage of? That you've been too nice, too fast, too quickly, whatever. Previously, yes. And not got anything in return. But this okay. is where, uh, you know, everyone gets the benefit of the doubt. If someone comes to me and says, I have this issue, I've been told you're a person that can help. Some, per some people might go, how much do you charge? Some people might go, can you help me with this? Some people might go, can you do this for me? And... Depending on those interactions, you can very easily get a feel for someone. You know, if someone's going, I've got this thing I need doing, can you just fucking sort it? They get a price or a quote or a, an invoice, you know, because it's very clearly they don't want an interaction. You take your car to a garage, you expect the mechanic to give you a bill at the end of it. If someone says, can you teach me how to do this? I want to do it again in the future. Fuck yeah, I can. If a week later they come back and go, can you teach me this same thing again last week, uh, you know, as you did last week, because I want it doing again and you did it for me last time. That's where I can set that boundary of, well, let's talk about this, you know. And if someone comes to me, or like you read for it, a perfect example of, of 
I want to accomplish this thing. I want to model this thing. I don't know how to do it. Can we hang out one evening and can we talk through it? Can you teach me some skills to do it? Absolutely. No questions asked. You know, I know that I am appreciated and valued by you. And I know that at any point I can come to you and say, can I ask you this question? Can you show me this technique? Can you whatever? And that's where there is that absolute mutual appreciation. And that's, that, that's where with those types of relationships, we've established through a, a pattern of behavior that those boundaries that we might set don't need to be reinforced yet. You know, they're still there. If, if every week you came to me and said, Jamie, I've got this new project. Can you do it for me? I might no, because the goal to, is, yeah, no, you know, the goal is, is to, to get enough knowledge to not bother you anymore with anything. And the time that we spend together from now on can only be just fun and gills and shenanigans because that, that's, that's how I see friendship and having you teaching me stuff is one of the steps that build our friendship, but I don't want it to be uh, the center of it or the biggest part of it. Mm. Um, again, probably because pride and I want to be able to do the things that I want to do when I want to do it without bothering anyone, but also because no, that's, that's not what I want to do with my friend. With my friends, I want to just talk, chat, have a good time, do stuff together. Like we were doing when we were kids. Remember when we were kids? Maybe we got lazy with time, but when we were kids, we were doing stuff with our friends. We are playing, we are, we are uh, doing sports, we are, we are going to the cinema to see a movie and then talk about the movie. It was not just only us chatting. The situation obviously is now very different because we live in different countries and the only way we can spend time together and have a chat is through internet or when we there is a meetup and, and there are not that many that we, are, we can all go. But back in those days, we were doing fun stuff with fun people and those people were the one we were calling friends because we were having fun with them. And that's what I want to keep in my life. The people that I want to be, to call friends is the people I want to have fun with. Not only, I want to be there for them if they are in trouble, but the core of this relation with those people, I want it to be fun. Just like with Raz, we started by doing Japanese classes and we started talking about stuff and we started to have fun and the conversation just snowballed into into what I call a friendship now because that's what and we are. Nearly, nearly two years of a podcast. Yeah, and yeah. also... Or more than two years yeah, of a podcast. Yeah, actually. and also a podcast. <laughs> but it, it, the, the, whatever the point, the starting point is, and and I, I completely acknowledge the fact that the starting point is is crucial, very important, but also very difficult to create in a modern society. I there, I'm gonna disagree again. Yeah, same. Yeah, but yeah, I, from, yeah, but I live in France, guys. So you have you have to to acknowledge that as well. You do it's live in very France, difficult. but stop using it as an excuse. You you're, no, it's you no, set no, no, a boundary I'm, and an expectation here for what you define as a friendship. Absolutely you've, not. You've got two friends here. Who no, 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 but we, we it, haven't it, been it, able to give you a hug in too long. We, yeah, we, that's true. We are still classed as your very close friends. 
But by your own definition that you're saying that you limit your friendships to, we don't fit that definition. No, no, no. You are my friends. And I I don't want to diminish any kind of relationship that we have. We are friends. What I'm saying is that meeting new people is, is, as an adult, meeting new people is very difficult. Nope. Because, (laughs) because, let me explain, um, when I go out, when I go out, when I'm out of the house, it's usually because I have something to do. So I'm not specifically, I'm not not often open to meet new people uh, in those situations. Either it's picking my kids from school, either it's, it's going to a hardware store, or going into an administration, do the groceries, whatever I have to do outside of the house, I, I do it. I'm usually very friendly to people. It might surprise you, but I'm smiling and I'm talk to them and I'm 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 friendly. It's a it French smile. Goes- it, looks, it looks more like <laughs> everyone else's grimace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too much teeth. But no, <laughs> no one, no one uh, is open <laughs> to engage anymore. The uh, people okay. in my country are usually hanging with people that they already know because they feel safe with them, mm-hmm. uh, because they feel comfortable with them, and they don't, or very rarely, or it takes a crazy amount of time for them to open to new possibilities and new friendship. I've been picking up my kid from school to the sa- from the same school for three years now. No one has ever talked to me in front of the school whilst I was waiting the 15, 20 minutes that it takes for me to, to pick up my kid. But have you talked to any of them? Yeah. And especially a guy from London. But as I talked to him in English, it it rejected me because he didn't want me to talk to him in English. He wanted to speak French. So that was the boundary that he he, he created for himself, by himself, mm-hmm. in our relationship that lasted for five minutes. It was, in his mind, it was no. What was your expectation, though, of when... None. I have no expectation when, when uh, I start a relation with someone. It can, goes, it can go well, it can go bad, it can create just a relationship someone I know, it can create a, re- a, a bigger relationship, like a friendship. I have absolutely no fucking expectation. But have you been I, back to speak to him again? Have you been and spoken to him directly in his friend? Yeah, I've, I've said hello many times that when I saw him and it, it, he limited the answer to hello and, and walked away again. Mm-hmm. The first day we, we chatted for five minutes and as soon as I started speaking English, it was, it was dead. So it's not on me. I can't see yeah. that, no, that no. it's okay. on me. Uh, yeah, I would say that it, that specific interaction is definitely mostly on him. Mm-hmm. Mostly. I mean, there's, there is a chance that you could have said the perfect thing and saved that relationship. Mm, yeah, but probably. Perfect doesn't exist, as we yeah, talked yeah. about in a previous episode. But there's something... I might be reading too much into this, but something what you said that made me think that you move out into the world in a very binary way. Either you have a purpose or you go out to have fun. You never mix the two. And my thinking is, when was the last time you went out just to see what happens and then managed to 
interact with someone just i mean for example uh every once in a while when i'm out driving i don't have a deadline for getting there mm. yeah i might be tired i might be getting home but for example when i drove home from the national blacksmithing meetup cross country here in norway like i had to stop on top of the mountain just to enjoy the view for a little bit mm-hmm. yeah just to make a little bit of a story that i could share with you guys and when was the last time you did something like that like just you see something you have to stop and just enjoy it for a second you you realize you have googly eyes in your pockets and you need to put it on something <laughs> i do uh, that personal experience but <laughs> yeah sure um no i do that quite often actually okay um but do you do that for yourself or do you try to do that to please someone else because if you want friendships you should try to do that to please someone else I'm not sure what you're referring to specifically, but yeah, t- going outside and just enjoy being outside. I do that quite often, and I take the time usually to admire the. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about purposely going out to have fun. I'm talking, you are on a mission to do something. Yeah, but something makes you want to stop. Yeah, every day I do that when I pick up the kid at school. Every day I I go very early, like one okay. hour before the time. Because I want to be sure to be able to just park the car next to the school because it's crowded when it comes to time, whatever. And I take the time and I listen to what people are, are, are saying. I try to interact with them just by looking at them with the eye, like, gee, we can talk about something or just saying something to react to what I've said. But it never goes further because I think really, and it's probably the the, the sickness of the country at the moment, mm-hmm. everybody is so scared that someone that they will meet will ask them for something that they they want to stop any new relationship from being created because they don't want to be used by anyone yeah i get that and i'm very much in the same boat of when i'm out to do something i generally speaking just want to get a thing done but i try to remind myself that no i can i can walk to the mall instead of taking the subway a minute i can i can walk those 20 minutes instead and actually get a bit of exercise see see the sun a little bit instead of hiding in the dark forge Mm. but I also have the benefit of I go dancing every single week. And I also very consciously try to never say no to an invitation to come join something. No matter what it is, as long as I can fit it into my schedule, I try to do it. Because I know that the benefits of actually meeting people probably is going to be better for me than me just sitting at home relaxing. See, But if I may, yeah, yeah. like I find it very easy to make friends because I go to a fair bit of occasions, events, mm-hmm. where you have something in common with someone else that you can start a conversation about. Yeah. Like, yeah, you going to school to pick up someone, uh, to pick up your kid, and trying to interact with another parent who's probably a lot more stressed out than you are mm-hmm. and only want to get there and back home so they can get some, feed it, some food into their kid. Mm-hmm. Like, that might not be a good uh, moment unless you are there early enough that you can actually have an interaction with them because they are there early enough too because they have the time to relax. But you, as far as I recall, don't really go out and do something fun just for you. Uh, I'm trying to do that more often now. Yeah, because I think you'll find friendships are a hell of a lot easier when you can start off with something in common. Sure, sure. But then again, like uh, often enough, like 
I don't, I'm not entirely joking about the googly eyes. I have them in my mm-hmm. bag all the time because, I, and, and I'm not good about seeing things I can put them up on, mm. but I know that if I never have them with me, I can never do it. Yeah. But every once in a while, I'm talking maybe once a month, I will stick them up mm. and someone else would not interact with me because they might not see that I did it, yeah. but they will look at that and they will laugh yeah, loudly good. and yeah. clearly for a long while. And that's, is something I like. Yeah. But also, and every once in a while, someone <laughs> see me do that, and we have that like th- that glance and that nod, and saying like, "Yeah, I appreciate the silly thing you're doing." That's cool. I like that. And that's the start of it. But yeah. But maybe this it, you, what, you, it, when I said about expectation before of like yeah, your expectation there is that you'll put some googly eyes up, and someone else will notice. Yeah, but I don't need them to tell me. No, exactly. But that, that's what I mean is that's your, your expectation yeah. of that whole interaction is you might stick some googly eyes up and then go and sit down somewhere and have a snack <laughs> while just watching. Mm. Instead of yeah. expectation, could we, call, could we call that hopes? No, expectation, because yeah. a, a hope yeah. is something you want. An expectation is something that you are telling yourself you must have as a thing. If you go into every interaction with another person, a new person, as my expectation is that this is either going to turn into a friendship or flop. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up for failure. And I think that's what we all tend to do with expectations. You didn't meet your that, wife. That's why I want to call that hopes when you are meeting new people, because no, no. it can turn eventually yeah, into friendship. You need to turn it into a hope, definitely. But you didn't meet yeah, your wife okay. with, I want to, at this point, have a kid by this age, be married, be in France, be this, that, and the other. You didn't go into that relationship on that moment that you two met. You didn't walk into that with the expectation you were going to be have a mortgage, living in this country, living in that country, X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. And same with us. You didn't. You didn't become friends with us with that expectation that we would be X number of years down the line and be on a podcast and everything else. No, for sure. Yeah, but if yeah. you if you benchmark I, I every I mean. new interaction with the current friendships you have, you're setting yourself. Oh, no, that's not what I do. That's, <clears> that's not what I do. I have a question, if I may first. Uh, maybe the whole con. I mean, yes, definitely. Hope and expectations in, in what any interaction should be different, but maybe on, uh, hope should be anything that isn't going to happen right now. Whereas mm-hmm. expectation is, like, I want to make a friend. I have the hopes of making a friend. Mm-hmm. But my expectation here and now is to have a five-minute conversation. Exactly where I was going with that. My, that was okay. what I was leading towards is, is you've got this expectation that you will place some googly eyes somewhere and people mm. might see it. Okay. Yeah. If you've yeah, got an expectation that you might go while on a drive somewhere... You might pull over if there's like an ice cream van or a park bench or a couple of people sat having a picnic. And an expectation might be to pull over, have a rest, stretch your legs and say hi to people. Hmm. If that's an expectation you have for yourself and you limit that expectation to, I'm going to have a conversation, say hello, and then get back in the car and drive off. That's a successful interaction. But if you if you yeah. say I'm going to meet that new person over there and I'm going to have a 10 year friendship with them and go on holiday at, one, at least once. No, that's crazy. That's just it 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 can never happen. If you it's just like trying to create 
fire with two snowballs. It's it's exactly. not going to happen if you try to enforce friendship. It can't not be enforced. Exactly my point. You melt the snowballs yeah. into a chuck of ice and use it as a prism. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> oh, this sorry. is the thing. Is, is if you're going out to specifically make a friendship, it's mm. a very it's a very nuanced thing, and it's it takes both of you to be at that point. You don't yeah, you, sure. you don't walk out into a bar and say, yeah. "I'm going to find a person yeah. I'm going to marry and have a child with." Yeah, yeah, you start my, small. That, that's exactly that. You start that, with that a, is, I'm that's have my a conversation. issue. That's my hello. issue with with friendship and and the country at the moment. Uh, people go into bars mainly with friends of people they already have and they stay with them and they close the the circle mm -hmm. to any new interaction with new people to create new relationship. So people are saying that they are lonely in France at the moment, even though they have no idea what loneliness is. And I'll get back to that. They go to a bar with, in a, with four, five other friends. We're going to have a good time with our friends. And if anyone outside of the group of friends try to interact with one of them, they reject it. They reject the interaction and then say, oh, it's difficult to meet new people because they are not open to it. Just at that time. But you you they do are, realize they are, we're currently on a closed hangout where no one else can join. We can't get any new people to come in and say hello. Yeah, sure, but that's a, that's, that's the, the main idea of a podcast. We can't not invite everyone to chat with us, even though it would be lovely to have so many other inputs in in that conversation. I, just one thing. When I was uh, studying in Japan the first year, I was fucking alone. And as alone as you can be. No one, it was pre-internet, uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, Raz. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to say anything, but all right. The only thing that you could do with internet at that time was to send emails, okay? And it was like one a week when, when I had access to the computer room at uh, in, in college. So it was only to give you news to my family to say, hey, I'm still alive, that's fine. But no friends from France no phone calls, letters from, from people that knew in France. I was in a new university, in a new country, a country I didn't, I did barely speak the language at the, at, at, at that time. I spoke, barely spoke the language at the time. So I was absolutely lonely for at least three or four months. I realized then, and it was kind of an epiphany that people are the most important thing in one's life. So if you want to be happy, just interact with people in a, a good way, be kind to them. Hopefully you will make friends and it will make your life so much more enjoyable uh, and it will make you happier. But over there, it's way easier to meet friends in the street, just talking, not make friends. I'm not, I'm not going to say make friends just yet, but to meet people and to have interaction with people because they are so open to just communication. And especially when you are a foreigner over there, it was kind of rare uh, mm. 23 years ago. So it was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Where are you from? And what do you speak? And are you studying Japanese? Oh, you're so good in Japanese because you just said hello. And, and so on and so on. So you can have multiple interaction in a day 
and you, I talked with uh, policemen and people at the bank for like a, a real good long conversation because they were open to it. Not only open to help other people uh, whilst they were doing their job, but just curious about who you are and why you are here. I had a 35 minute conversation with um homeless guy in a park and we talked about Napoleon, which was just <laughs> insane, but it was fun. It was fun and it was lovely to have this interaction with that guy. But, and just at the end of the story, Raz, what you said about passion, again, is true because the day I realized that I was that lonely, or I, I was not really, I, I never really feel lonely, but I was alone. Let, let's put it that way. I was alone with no other interaction than the teacher that I, I, I was um, going to, to the class to. Well, it's a fact, grammatically, it's a fucked up sentence, but I was go, going to college every day to as, to attend classes. So the only people that I, I would see that day were the teacher and my uh, mates from, from school. But back uh, at home, lonely as, as hell. Uh, alone as hell. Uh, but not feeling lonely. Again, important. But I decided to have more interaction and to, in order to develop my Japanese, to be able to talk more to people, I needed friends, Japanese friends. So I enter um, a baseball club uh, in college. That's how I started baseball and took me far down the road of baseball. But anyway, that's a different story. I made friends that day. That friendship was very strong and it lasted for years. And it helped me to know um, people from different culture very, very well because they were not only my friends, but also my, also my teachers. So if I speak um, French Japanese now, it's thanks to them because they were open enough to accept me as a friend, even though I was from a different country with a different culture, with a different language. They they were open to the conversation. And I think that's the most important thing. If you want to create a new friendship, you have to find people that are open to new interaction and to whatever it might become. I, yes, that will make things a whole lot easier to only meet people or to make, make friends with people who are already open to it. Mm -hmm. But sort of ignoring just the cultural differences between France and Japan, I think one of the things that happened to you when you were over there at the first time, and that happens to all of us really introverted makers when we meet up, is that we see something weird that short circuits and jump over our social mm -hmm. inhibitions yeah. and makes us want to interact with that. Yeah, yeah, we forget yeah. how insecure we are. We forget that we're not supposed to talk to strangers. Mm. And then we have a conversation about this weird thing. In Japan, that weird thing was you. Yeah. At Maker Central, it's everything. Else. Whatever, it was you. Puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say puppets of Lucas. No, it was or too like easy. It was sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was easy. No, yeah. but I agree. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, whenever you see someone who is doing something weird, like uh, Hans Gadart, who is making the like all of these weird custom bikes, like super tall mm. ones and long ones and all of it. Like when you see someone bicycling on a bike that's like two meters tall, yeah. 
Like, of course you need to stop and look and yeah. try to say something to that guy because who the fuck fi- figured out that's it's, a good idea? It's an icebreaker yeah, or absolutely. a talking point, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's having yeah. a, a thing that you can start a conversation around. Just yeah. like walking Mega Center with a dragon on your shoulder. That was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And it, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the sad thing is, like, all of these things sounds like tricks that pickup artists would use. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. social, it's social interaction. It's the social contract. Yeah, 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 it's the reason it kind of works. It's because you needed to stop to sort of jump over people's social insecurities and get to the core of them or just pull out a little bit of something that you can use to start a conversation with. Maybe because we are makers and we are obsessed with learning, discovering new skills, understanding how it's made. So we have that in, at Maker Central. When we see we see something, we jump over these hurdles that we have, mm-hmm. like social hurdles, yeah. because we want to understand, we want to know, we want to see how it's made and who made it and how and how and why. And this passion that we have is the the the, the core of what's what's happening at at Maker Central. That's the common denominator of of the reason we are all going there. But in real life, so to speak, when it's outside of these meetings. Those hurdles are way higher, and it's way more difficult to to jump them and to interact with other people. Again, though, I think that is down to um, self limitation and expectation. You know, you, sure, sure, sure. You, it's absolutely self limitation. You, you walk into Maker Central, and you might see Becky with a um, with a dragon on her shoulder, and go, "Oh my god, that's a dragon! Let's have a conversation." Mm. Or you might have yeah. someone come up to you that you've never met and go, oh my God, you're the redsmith. Let's have a conversation. At any point, yeah. either of those interactions could be shut down or they could be opened up. You know, it's, yeah. it's no difference to, to walking into a schoolyard and going, hey, I like your hat. They- yeah, don't do that now, Jimmy. <laughs> you're too old. <laughs> Don't go into the schoolyard to say that. No, not that not, is, not is to nice. one of the kids, but you could you could be stood next to another parent and say, "Nice hat," or "I like your shoes." Let's have a conversation. And they, yeah, I've, I've they, done that. Yeah, but they might shut the conversation down, or you might shut the they conversation did. down. And that's no, no, they did, and that's entirely fine because yeah, be sure, of course, that's what social interaction is. Is it's it's a two way partnership. It's it's a it's an interaction that has to be mutually beneficial or it has to be yeah a mutual effort and not- i'm not saying that every interaction that you have with with people in the street must turn into a, a friendship or, or a deeper relationship absolutely. absolutely not it's just fine to say to someone hey you look great today or i like your shirt or or to make a joke to the person that is serving you at the post office or whatever exactly. that can just be it and it makes life more interesting but yeah, friendship is a lot of work. Not not hard work. It's not something that is painful or hurting or whatever because it, it is. It's not friendship anymore. It's it's a it's something that is destroying you from the inside, and that that therefore that should be shut down. But I disagree again. I think this is one of those where friendship doesn't have to be work, and I think it's only if there is unresolved issues if there is a lack in communication if there is something that has troubled one of you about the other's way of life or an interaction you've had or Mm. if one of you's 
accidentally missed a queue that they could have bought a sandwich while asking you for four hours of IT support or yeah. things like that. You know, that's something I've not bothered bringing up with that friend. I just, I've set my boundary there. And mm. when he comes back to me and asks for the next bit of help, he gets an appropriate response. And that's the same thing is if you go into it every expectation or every interaction with an expectation of this is going to turn into a friendship or this, yeah, it's not this realistic. must turn into a friendship because I need a friendship. Yeah, I mean, in that case, you're dis desperate. You're setting, for, for, yeah, but you're for, setting yourself for up for that disappointment and that failure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How you have to stay open. And I, I use the word work to qualify what you do in a relationship, but it, it's, it's really used as a generic word for time, attention, love, and, and dedication to whatever you are trying to create with this person that you are mm -hmm. interacting with. Like, it's the very generic generic mm. work it, work is is um at least in french it comes from from um torture so it's it's the same root when yeah. when you're, <laughs> yeah toil i wonder why <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so no it, but, it but must but not I be agree, well i agree i agree though on one point that uh i mean the definition of work in my mind as well is as red says but and i think like everything you want to have in your life should require you work mm. but it doesn't mean the work needs to be difficult or yeah. it needs to be taxing. Like, yeah, a friendship re requires work, but it should be the kind of work that makes you feel better afterwards. Yeah, agreed. It's communication. It can be just um, attention. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's a whole mixture of social things. Yeah, but communication is an effort as well. You have to make the effort to have good communication with your wife or husband or friend just to make it yeah. work because it's important to you. So you're investing your time, your mm -hmm. skills, your attention to have good communication. That's what- But it should be an easy choice to make Yeah, absolutely. It must not be painful. If you are forced to do that, you're fucking it up. If you are like, yeah. oh, damn, I, I must talk to my wife tonight. Man, you're fucked up. Your relationship will be destroyed within like five years. It, it should be natural. It should be easy. It should be- fun and enjoyable to talk to the person that you are you are building this relationship with whether it either it's a um wife and and husband relationship or or partner relationship or friend relationship whatever it is it should be enjoyable if it's not if it's painful to you it's probably because you have already overstepped your boundaries and it's 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 not a good relationship for you and you must you shouldn't probably keep that person in your inner circle I, I would go as far as to say that it's more maintenance than work you know the, the using the term work tends to imply that it's constant effort you know um uh, I, I guess that's not, never what i mean by it but i guess what you i mean. think that's the thing is you know we can have a relationship with a person in the post office and hmm. that's transactional that's uh you wander yeah. in you hand them the parcel to send to whichever country you're sending something to now and you you have an interaction one of you might make a joke you might do the pleasantries how you doing haven't seen you since last week all this kind of stuff you might walk in and one of you's had a really shit day and they might be curt or they might be busy with something else or another customer's there and they can't chat properly and they've just got to yeah there you go thank you right done that'll be X amount of shiny rocks or, you know, it's that kind of, it's all nuanced. It's all something that 
you might come back the following week and have a better experience. But that's not to say that because you had a bad experience, now that friendship's fucked. Or if, if, you know, we've, we've got mutual friends who disappear off the radar, whether that's through neurodiversity or whether that's through stress or pressures, uh, home life or job situations or stuff like that. Those friendships don't go away. They don't crumble. They don't fall apart. We come back to them and we have more of a chat or we reach out to them. We embrace texting Tuesday and, and say, look, I haven't heard from you for a few weeks. You've not been in the group chats. You haven't laughed at any of the really terrible memes or shit dad jokes I've sent. You are right. And that's, that's a check-in. That's, that's maintenance. That's being a friend to make sure that you're not having fun. You're not having a fun interaction. You're making sure that someone you care about, someone you love, someone you have a, a relationship with is, is all right. And I think that's the other thing to stress is that it's not always going to be fun. It's not always something that you have to approach with. This has to be mutually beneficial right in this moment. Tit for tat, I give you X amount of my time. You give me X amount of time in return. Sometimes it is, uh, I enjoyed having a couple of hours on Discord teaching you something and you enjoyed learning something. That's, you know, transactionally, uh, essentially a one-way thing. It's a service to a person, but it's still mutually enjoyable. It's still something that you, you know, in that situation, both of us got something out of that. But transactionally, it was a one-way thing. Another interaction might be different, or it might be that we get three or four in a row where it's transactional in one direction, but that doesn't diminish the friendship. And we don't have an, an expectation that we have to have a tit-for-tat relationship. It's not a case of, I teach you something about CAD and you must teach me something about leather. Definitely <laughs> something to focus on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Again, smoother I die. <laughs> Tip for tap. See? Yeah. Raz, what we were seeing this afternoon. Tip for tap. Okay, not yeah, that's, that's the one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, should I start? Because I, damn it, I actually need to double check the name. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, I don't. I have it saved. I have it saved here. Hold on. I just need to remember what tab it is because I have 50 of them. Okay, the so mine is... No, 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 shut up. I found it. Oh, only 50. Uh, so, um, one of the podcasts that Leo recommended to me a while mm -hmm. back was Mayim Bailey's Breakdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mayim Bailey played um, Amy Farrah Fowler in The Big Bang Theory and was the one person on set mm -hmm. who would laugh on set for all of the nerdy jokes because he has two PhDs in various neuroscience things. And she yeah, has actually yeah. a really good podcast as well. I, I mean, her whole acting thing and she's funny, she's hilarious and she's really good at all that. But fucking hell, her podcast is also really, really good. And there's especially two Talk. episodes that I would recommend people. One is like, if you just want a bit of a fun conversation, mm -hmm. the most recent interview she did with Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias, just after his uh, plane crash, mm -hmm. is hilarious and it's fun, but it's also yeah. really honest and open. And sort of to this conversation, okay, that conversation is based upon a little bit of a previous friendship. But you could 
hear throughout the interview mm. how their friendship developed as they shared stories and showed compassion for one another. Another one is mm, yeah. a da- the interview with Dr. David Rico, who apparently has written a hell of a lot of books about relationships and especially childhood wounds and how not to bring them into your adult life and adult relationships. And that's like, it was a fairly short episode. Cool. At least it felt like it for me, but I also listened at high speed. So pinch of salt and all of that. Uh, uh, <laughs> because because you're weird. Like, they were just running through points from his book and talking around them. And there were so many of those points that was really eye-opening mm-hmm. to me and was really... I mean, I immediately went out to look at where can I buy his books in Norway and was immediately disappointed because that's difficult. So I, I need to, I might have to uh, result to some kind okay. of... Not snow, Everything snow is easy. in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, snow is easy, but yeah. Yeah, yeah Kindle, I tried, Amazon, but uh, maybe I might, I might have to... Bi- yeah, we don't not, have Amazon no, in Norway, so I might have to ship it to Jamie and then invade England again. <laughs> uh, but I found that Kindle yeah, thing, that, so... that too. A crisis averted. But yeah, uh, my Imbalix... Uh, breakdown and I love her catchphrase as well because it's uh, perfect from our breakdown so we hope you won't have one <laughs> that's good that's a good one nice okay cool Jimmy what's yours I I'm gonna steal you steal your texting Tuesday thing and to just expand it to just check in with your friends just you know mm-hmm. scroll through when you get a moment to to sit and breathe yourself just scroll through your contacts scroll through your whatsapp and see who you haven't checked in with for a month or two months or whatever you know just reopen those conversations check in and you know if you remember a bad time that someone's had check in and see if they're doing better from it or see if they just need a hug you know absolutely to to all of our friends good that's a very good one uh, mine is gonna be uh, ZQD drawing on TikTok. I still find it hilarious that the oldest person in the room is cooking, looking, uh, going for TikTok recommendations. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> not old. I'm vintage. Uh, <laughs> this account on TikTok is doing something very uh, light-hearted, and and I I really like it. It's like taking short videos from everyday's life uh, somewhere in Asia, probably China. I'm not sure it's Japan, but it's an Asian country. And when they see something funny, something um, enjoyable, something sometimes sad or something out of the ordinary, they capture the video and they make a drawing out of it. And so, therefore, this afternoon I saw a few of them, um, like uh, a parent in a train holding a little girl and in the other hand holding a cup with a straw, but not looking at the kid or, or the cup, they were looking out of the window. And therefore, the little girl was trying to catch the, the straw with her mouth, but in the, right, in the wrong direction. And, and then, because she was also looking out of the window. Um, and, and then she realized, no, it, the, the straw is in the other way. And so she caught up with the direction and, and was about, um, able to drink a little bit. And then there's this drawing of this situation. And another kid who wanted to give some food to yeah. a goose, 
or, ge- or goose. That's yeah. right. That's singular goose, right? Mm-hmm. But the goose attacked him. And he was probably like three years old, so he attacked yeah. the goose and and and, and That's a correct response. So all it, it, dicks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's just fun moments of life like this that will uh, give you just like joy in your life when you because it's like twenty seconds and it's just fun and nice. and really enjoyable. So yeah, ZQD drawing, really like it, and it's in the style of early uh, Ghibli or Ghibli uh, drawing uh, for some movies. So it's it's also really good. How, how is yeah. that supposed to be pronounced? Because I've heard it pronounced both ways many times. In Japanese, it should be Ghibli, but everyone in France, or a lot of people say Ghibli mm. because it doesn't make sense to have a J and an H if you don't pronounce the J, J. Or G, uh, G sorry. I, but in Japanese, it's Ghibli, Ghibli Studio. I suppose it's very similar to the, uh, the graphics interchange format. Uh, file yeah. that is I will still keep saying GIF for the rest of my it life is absolutely I will never GIF. say GIF even the creator says GIF and he is wrong yeah absolutely it is graphics interchange format it's a G it's a GIF totally agree so yeah no, thank it's you. good to thank know you, that, Jimmy. Um, that it is Ghibli but you can say Ghibli just nobody will, yeah. will sometimes it's nice to know what to other death. people say and still make up your own choice absolutely you can do that that's what we do on a daily basis because we're French. Yeah. <laughs> and any, any last little bits? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have one for once. Um, you remember Rory May that we had as a guest a few months back is rebuilding DirtySmith.com. Yeah. Uh, so um, store, uh, online store for merch. And hopefully, I really hope that he will come back to making videos and and uh, zombie apocalypse challenge again and mm. all that good stuff that he used to do um a few years back so yeah um if you want good merch because i know he's really uh um picky about the quality of his stuff you can go to um dirtysmith.com i think and you will get some awesome merch and shirts that long years even though you are burning them in the forge so yeah asbestos t-shirts <laughs> um, i'm not sure i support that but <laughs> anyway jamie where can people do some friendly stalking uh, most people will already know how to find me and if they don't just kind of cast the magic spell outside and I'll yeah, shake a bag of oreos or <laughs> no proper Proper biscuits. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's to scare you away. Sorry. Yes, I, I got confused. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. If, if people Jamie don't know Dodgers. me by now, then yeah. Crates of Jamie Dodger. <laughs> Perfect way Deep to start crates. the conversation with the guy in the schoolyard. There, Red. I'll, I'll send you a pack of Jamie Dodgers, and you can just you can just turn up and just offer him one. He'll be missing them as well. That, that's, that's I, I have a, I have yeah. a better test. He was from London. You should you should offer him jelly babies and see what happens. Oh, I love jelly babies. Any kind of food is works no, no, but for that you, doc, Dr. Who. Right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sure, but yeah, and all his food works. Just, Come on, that's that's why we have food, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The only yeah. thing safe around you is chocolate. Yes, where did that? Then it. That's the problem is if the two of us are next to each other, nothing's safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we turn into singularity of like food vacuumness. 
like a like Broccoli a safe, like a binary star system or something like that. <laughs> just, or, or twinned black holes that just consume yeah. all the food around. <laughs> and on that note, if you want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that at Two Thirds Focused, and you can find that us in mostly social places. I nearly got that correctly. Patreon, Two Thirds Focus on Patreon. I think we deserve that after mm. this one. Yeah, good very point. shamelessly. Oh, yeah. And um, you can well, find. I mean, Patreon makers waffle as well. You know. Because even less listening shame. to one, that you need to be listening to yeah. the rest of the Fills with Tools podcasting universe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and lewinsmeer.no. And, and you can find me at the Red Smith of the. Uh, yeah, what is. When do you. What do you know? No, because I was going to say, for? like, oh, but this weekend I am at Maker Camp. But. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No Just rubbing it uh, in. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you can find me at the Red Smiths or Red Smiths everywhere on the internet, and you can find Jan in Thailand, probably yes. somewhere. <laughs> probably look, probably looking like a lobster, mm, but with a massive hopefully. smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, hopefully as well. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Jamie. Mm. Have a good week. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jamie. Bye bye.